0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 11, 1 through 16. We live in a day where there is very, very clearly so much confusion about gender, and I feel like I don't even really need to elaborate on that because it is so obvious if you are paying any attention to what is going on in the world. For instance, that people even in government when pressed have a hard time giving a clear definition on what is a man or what is a woman. Clearly, we are confused about this. But God is not confused about this. And frankly, I think nature isn't very confusing about this. It's pretty clear from nature, and it's even more clear when we get into God's word. As my old pastor put it, your gender matters to God and God created us male and female. And there are differences between the sexes and differences in our roles, especially in the church and at home. And we need to see God's clear teaching on that. And one passage that's going to help us understand that, although this can be somewhat of a controversial passage amongst Christians, uh, will be 1 Corinthians 11 verses 1 through 16. Now, it starts with this call, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Now, uh, remember, the chapter divisions in your Bible are not inspired. So when you start your reading in 1 Corinthians today, I would encourage you to really think of that line, not so much as an introduction to the rest of what you will read today, but really a conclusion of what you've been reading really since chapter 8. I mean, this could sum up a lot of what Paul is saying, and I think this is a good general call for us as we see the example of Paul, we should seek to imitate the Apostle Paul as he imitates Christ. But specifically, again, think of some of those familiar phrases we've looked at recently, I become all things to all people. Uh, Whether you eat, drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. You should be thinking about those things When you see that phrase, be imitators of me as I am of Christ, we should all seek to be people who are willing to lay down our own rights, lay down our own preferences to serve others so that we might win others to Christ. So start with verse one, really to get you to remember what you've read the last few days. But then in verses two through 16, we get into uh, some issues regarding the role of men and women in the church. And specifically, uh, even the heading in your Bible might be head coverings. What do we do about head coverings? And there's three ways I've heard that faithful Christians that I know will explain this text and specifically this issue of head coverings, because here he talks in this text passage. And he talks about the role of the husband and the husband being the head of the wife. But then he talks about this head covering and instructs them, the the women, that they should have their heads covered when praying or prophesying and that the men should not have their heads covered when praying or prophesying. And so how does that relate to us today? Well, the views I know are one, yes, women need their hair, their, their head covered in church, right? When they're praying or prophesying, but their covering is their hair, right? It says it right there in, in verse 15 for her hair is given to her as a covering. That's one option. Yes, women need their head covered and their hair is given to them as a covering. The other second view would be, well, no women today at church specifically, and some even maybe specifically married women at church need to have their head covered in submission to their husband. And so women should wear some kind of head covering in church today. And the third view would be that this head covering issue, uh, the head covering specifically was a cultural thing. It was a cultural expression of submission that therefore should be honored because it reflects the um, cross cultural principle that the husband is the head of the wife. And that's the way I've always understood this passage. Again, that there's so much you could study on those different views, and I know of faithful Christians that would hold all three of those views. But I think if we kind of get lost in that disagreement, we may miss the forest for the trees because all of the people I know that would even hold uh, any one of those different positions agree on one thing, and that is the principle here that is eternal, the principle here that applies across all all cultures. And that would be that the husband is the head of the wife. And that is something I think, especially we're early on in the new Testament, but especially as we look at some other passages later on in our reading, I think this is crystal clear in the Bible. The husband is the head of the wife. The husband is the authority in the the home. And in the church, also the men are called to that position of pastor or elder or overseer. Uh, They are to be the ones that are teaching and exercising authority in the church. And I think that the head covering was really a cultural way to express that and to Honor that. I think in that culture, even just from reading the passage, it's clear if a woman had her head uncovered in this act of worship, that was clearly um, dishonorable for them. And that's where I would say, in my culture, that is clearly not the same. Nobody, I think, at my church would really think of a woman without her head covered as wow, that is so disrespectful. It's it's a different cultural thing, but that cross-cultural principle is that men are the head in the family and men are to lead in the church. And so let's just think about this for a moment and remind ourselves uh, that our culture is very, very confused. Our, Our culture is very, very confused about the distinctions between men and women. We need as Christians to not be confused. About the differences between men and women. And we should honor the distinctions between men and women. And we should not seek to blur those lines like our culture often does. Now, again, cultures can be different. And in some times there can be, you know, stereotypes that aren't necessarily helpful. For instance, I am not saying that every man needs to be into hunting and every woman really needs to be into baking or or knitting, right? We can overcook those stereotypes. But what I am saying is that we should not be seeking to blur the lines of men and women. And I would even say that that includes how we present ourselves with uh, well, the kind of clothing we might wear we should not be seeking to blur those lines at all and again that's where you know some of those distinctions uh, may be um, maybe cultural right if I showed up to church wearing a, a skirt this, weekend, people would be very concerned and rightly so. But if I was in Scotland and that skirt was plaid, well, it wouldn't be called a skirt. It would be called a kilt and it would fit uh, for a man to wear that in that culture. So that's where I think that there there are different cultural expressions. But even in our culture, there are still things that are very clear. That this is uh, a masculine thing. This is a feminine thing. And we should not seek to blur those lines. God created Male and female, and they are distinct, and we should seek to honor those. Distinctions, uh, without I think teaching that somehow men are superior to women. Right, that is the way sometimes and in some cultures things are treated, and that also isn't biblical. And you see that it talks about the head of Christ is God, and God there being a reference to the Father Um, is the Father more than the Son? Of course not. So when we read that the husband is the head of the wife, we shouldn't understand well the husband is more than Uh, the wife. And later it talks about how um, woman was created for man, but it also reminds us in verse 11, nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of women. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman. Women, And that's why I would describe my position throughout my life and what I've been taught to believe about the role of men men and women can be summed up with the word complementarian. They are different, but we are equal in dignity before God, and we have complementary but distinct roles. Men and women, especially in the home and in the church, have distinct roles. Roles. And so to make this really practical, I think we need to not just debate, well, head coverings and what should we do about that in churches today. I would really encourage those of you who are married to examine yourself. Are you living out God's roles in your marriage? And we'll get more into this, especially in Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 3. But men, are you fulfilling your role as the head of? Of your household. And again, the context here is worship. Men, are you the worship leader in your home? Are you setting the pace for being in God's word, in prayer? Well, even when your family comes to church, are you setting the pace for this? I am leading my family to church. I am the one who is making sure that church is a priority for our family and that serving the church is a priority for family. And even things like, yes, men, singing in church. I am setting the example for my family as the head and the leader of my family. And then women, are you submitting to your husbands and admitting my husband is the authority in this home? And so I'm going to dig into Ephesians 5 and 1 Peter 3 and seek to live that out uh, because that is God's design for women. And again, that is not popular in our culture, but let's just be honest, how is that working out for our culture? Not well. And when people want to look down their noses at the ideas of the Bible as antiquated, honestly, I think day after day, it gets more ridiculous for them to do that. Look at our culture. It is a mess. Maybe getting away from what God has taught isn't actually improving the situation. Maybe we need to be going back to what the Bible Says, And I hope that's what you walk away from this section uh, understanding and especially for those of you that are married that you are seeking to honor God's design for husbands and wives in your marriage Uh, because we see clearly that God has this principle here that the husband is the head of the wife and we should seek to make that evident in all the marriages uh, that are between Christians in this world. And we should all seek to honor God's design in creation for male and female. And so our culture is confused. I hope that our teaching and even more importantly, our lives demonstrate the clarity of God's word.